really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. All right, adventurers, strap in and get ready to visit the very chaotic plane of Limbo, where our subject of the day comes from. The Slod are chaotic, evil uh, manifestations of chaos incarnate. They are a humanoid creature that sometimes looks like uh, frogs of different color and have the ability to change their shape, just like the lands in which they come. Um, it is an interesting monster with an even more interesting flow chart of reproduction, <laughs> if you will. And uh, I'm pretty excited to get into these guys. So I, th- <laughs> I think you're right as far as um, <laughs> starting off with introducing their reproduction cycle because my goodness that is a complicated mess um it, it i mean it, it's really not i mean it's not to me now that i've heard it no. like five yeah. times um no, i've learned it but it's it's like at first you're like wait what and when i was like uh starting to learn it all i could hear and see is charlie from um it's always sunny just like at that big board going untangling crazy. it like a yeah, yeah trying to explain everything <laughs> like, like the detective that got fired from know. the force because he got in too deep yeah <laughs> seriously it is it is strange and like it's also brutal brutal but i think it lends itself to the strangeness you know what i mean uh i think so too i think uh i think that's a good place to start because i just read right before that uh, we started recording that no other races are really known to, you know, do anything collaborative or like even tolerate the slod or slotty. I guess you could say it either way. Yeah, um, either way. Interesting. And that is mostly because of their parasitic style of reproduction. I mean, they're required to basically kill humanoids to. Uh, reproduce which is brutal and so there's a bunch of different kinds like let's yeah, let's go over what what they are if you don't know uh what a slod looks like go look it up because they're pretty scary looking um yeah. they're a giant frog um that stands on two feet uh the base the basic kinds are the red and the blue slod uh the magic using slods which are slightly above those two are the green slod and then it goes down a bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> Alex, yep. do you know all the slot the slots after the green slot? I do, yeah. Okay, if you want to take that, take it over from there, because yeah. So then after the green, we have a gray slot, a death slot, a white slot, and a black slot, which is different than a death slot somehow. And, uh, but they're both we, black. Yeah, but they are <laughs> both black. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that. But yeah, so let's talk about how they make more yep. and 
uh, and like how the different kinds are made because it's interesting and complex. The base slot, the red and the blue, have two differing versions of propagating and each results in the opposite color of the parent, quote unquote. Uh, the red will start with an attack by its claws under which tadpoles live and are injected into the skin of the person who's clawed. Over the next three months or so, the tadpole gestates inside the chest cavity of the humanoid and when it's strong enough, will then devour all of the internal organs in the chest, pop out of the chest like an alien from aliens, and then devour the corpse of the body it grew in and over the next 24 hours grows to full fruition as a red i'm sorry as a blue slod that's so how red makes blue. blue yep yeah now blue slods they differ in their way of reproduction in that it's still a claw that will take you down but instead of injecting a tadpole you are now infected with uh a virus called chaos phage. Phage, yeah. And uh, it's like lycanthropy. And so over the next three months, your body permanently changes slowly into a red slot. So your, your musculature will change, your skin will turn color, your claws will start to grow long and thick and hard. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll start to be infused with negative energy from the chaos plane and and your mind will slip. And I mean, <clears throat> it's a disease that if you have high enough la level magic to deal with around you, like immediately, you could probably save yourself. But I read um, specifically the only things that are going to cure it um, other than like, you know, non-game mechanic surgery magic um yeah is like obviously a wish spell yep. um <clears throat> greater restoration uh cure disease uh things like that um but it has to be early stages to do it does have to be early stages <laughs> and if you are infected with the tadpole uh you don't even know that it's inside of you until about three days before it's yep, once it starts before you're dead. so yeah. uh hopefully your dm uh is very uh benevolent and gives you perception checks every day with uh increasingly low dcs uh, so that you know that you have an alien uh growing inside, inside your you. body that's gonna pop out so yeah then, then we have so those are the red and the blue and then the green is made by either red or blue and all that means all that needs to differ is that the person who gets clawed yeah, and infected by either. by either one needs to be a magic user of level three or higher and it becomes a green slot instead of a red or a blue like if you're a level eight fighter if you're a level 12 monk if you're a, a level seven barbarian it doesn't really matter you're going to be a red or a blue depending on which one scratched you but if you are a level three wizard or sorcerer or whatever you're going to be a green slot that's that's a guarantee. 
Yeah. Which is kind of lucky for you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think before we continue on the reproduction path, maybe we should talk about these three uh, a little bit. Um, just because yeah. the rest gets it, it, the worm, the wormhole goes much deeper. Um, yeah. Say the red and the blue slots don't like each other. Uh, nope. And they don't like their children, their offspring, uh, because they can't have a red, like a red can't have a red and a blue can't have a blue. Yep. So they basically discard the baby. Um, they don't eat it or kill it, but uh, unless it's a green slot, they don't respect it. <laughs> so <laughs> luckily they grow to adulthood in two days. Yeah. And and unless like being held prisoner, which slot like to do with the victims that they're yeah, that they are infecting. Um, you know, they won't be able to like really take care of the slod unless they know exactly where it is. You know, and even then, like you said, they don't really care about them. Yeah, which is 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 scary. I mean, the reproductive cycle of these creatures would be a terrifying thing if they were more organized as as a culture. But they're not because they Thankfully. they are as chaotic as chaotic can be. And as far yeah. as I know, they're the only like creatures that um, came to being on the plane of yes. uh, limbo. They're the only mm-hmm. natural inhabitants. Like there's plenty of other things and races that have ended up there um for, you know, however long or forever. Right. Um, but they're the only... The, uh, I think we should talk about Limbo just a little bit because, yeah. I mean, they're they're the only natural inhabitants of an entire plane of existence. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, the place itself is matter of all sorts, just shifting constantly yeah. at, at, like, a moment's notice. You could be sitting on a, a piece of grass floating into the cosmos, and it will turn into a rainbow, and... Then that will fall turn through into a it, hot dog, but you, know? you don't. You might not fall because the gravity is also kind of random. And yeah, and like everything is controlled by the will of the inhabitants. So, if you are particularly willful or strong of mind, and uh, want to fly in one direction, you just think about it, and you can fly. And by proxy, some of the stronger beings on this place can hold together matter and keep its shape and uh basically live there without the effects of chaos changing it as long as they have enough willpower and, and can maintain which is essentially how the slot came to being in the first place is by something's powerful enough uh, creating like some kind of device that uh, yeah. could hold structures in place uh through willpower and then yeah because what was his name primus right primus yeah i believe mm-hmm. it was either a god or you know something he's like, like the that. he's like the oldest being in the plane of order which if you're looking at the wheel of planes in D, limbo's on the very east point yeah and the plane of order where primus comes from is on the very west point so they're the exact opposite and primus wanted to control chaos enough that beings of order could live on the plane. Yeah. And he, he created this egg. Yeah. That would would do that. And eventually give birth to the slots. Which Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, you try to create order out of chaos, and the only thing that you can guarantee is that something is gonna come out of that chaos and start fucking around and finding yeah. out. 
And and that is why they're not frogs. I mean, they are they are chaos energy given form. I mean, yeah. they're not they look like frogs, but they don't have to because they can nope. change they into can. look whatever they want to look like. Well, well green, green slots green can higher. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and I, I think this kind of segues back into the reproduction cycle because yep. the red the red, the blue, and the green they don't really necessarily want to be what they are. Um, they're, the red and the blue are, are bestial in nature, uh, so they are driven to uh, continue other species. So they love chaos. They love fighting. Uh, they love you know, everything that chaos comes with. But the one thing that they will do is try and stay alive and try mm-hmm. and uh, make more slod. Um, yep. The only thing that they listen to is the green slot, and the only reason they do that is because they know that they're smarter, and they will keep them alive longer if they listen to yep. them. So, the green slot, they they understand a little bit more, and their one of their goals is to you know be truly chaotic, and that's when the reproduction cycle kind of continues a little bit uh, is when they they realize that there's a next step uh, which gets a little bit confusing i saw a few different things uh, about how they move from a green slot to a gray slot then then further Um, i think the best way that i heard it explained was that over the centuries because they can live a long time they get an epiphany of sorts yeah now before and before they they always say that they go into hiding for a time like isolation yeah yeah and get steeped in negative energy but i also think that like their existence and the way that they use magic and the way that they seed chaos everywhere that they go also is part of that like epiphany building by yeah being steeped in more and more chaos as they grow and learning like the secret of chaos. I yeah. think that's part of it, you and, know? And I think as like players or people introduced to the story, we're not necessarily supposed to know exactly what that means because yeah. they are creatures that, you know, are already very isolated as far as the other planes go. And then even more so like isolated to just themselves to have the secret of the slot. Uh, to move to that phase of the gray slot and each step in this process becomes more and more rare so when it's a rare chance for uh you know it's only like a 25 percent chance of success for red and blue to even have their offspring and then green and then they have to be a magic user and still it's 25 percent chance so it's even less so because they have to be a magic user right so and they're also a race that gets hunted down and killed whenever they're found because they are parasitic in nature. Yep. So it's rare for the green slots to make it to the state of being or just live long enough to become a gray slot. And then right. to become a death slot, they have to, well, for a gray slot to become a death slot, uh, they have to eat a death slot. And they're. It has changed. These are from second edition. Um, Initially, there was only four death slots in existence, uh, but now I think it's like a dozen. Also, this gets a little weird because I did finally figure out how, like, well, if they have to eat a death slot, then where did the first death slot come from? And essentially, um, this is what I thought was the most interesting thing about the slots, right? They, They want to become... 
uh, as chaotic as possible. And they know that their nature of chaos is, you know, held within the form of the slod. So to truly become uh, just basic chaos energy, uh, some of these slot, these uh, gray slots will go into different realms or different places into even more isolated things uh, to steep themselves in chaotic magic. Um, and uh, if they do that for long enough and follow the right paths or maybe potentially meet the, the right gods, um, whatever it is, whatever the secret is to become a death slot, they'll come back as a death slot. Uh, but I also read that the gray slots and the green slots, the slots that have enough, um, you know, mental capacity for these kinds of concepts, uh, consider the death slots to be to have failed uh, to fail. Like the outcome that as a gray slot that you want is to not come back from that isolation uh, so that you can reconnect with the force of chaos and uh basically ascend from your mortal like your physical body and so like the death slots although respected and more powerful aren't yeah. considered successful uh because they come back and they're still slots um interesting which i thought was really cool really cool concept because you would think that if they came back stronger that would be more that would be successful but it's not yeah because like at this point you know like the the gray and green slots in existence right now they feel strong enough in the their skills to bring more about and like to sow more chaos. But any gray slot that goes on that journey should look for that chaotic enlightenment, right? And like, yes, if they come back, you know, like that means either that it doesn't exist, yep. which would be shitty for them, or that this slot specifically failed and like you know, yeah. maybe they'll be able to succeed. And who knows if that's even true, you know, like, right. like they could just be dead. Like they could have just died on right. that, on that path, on that journey. But yeah, you know, they, the, the slot like to think they've become like part of the bigger picture. Uh, so like looking through all this, it's like, uh, the chaotic version of Buddhism, <laughs> like becoming enlightened. That's exactly what I was thinking actually, because it sounds like they're searching for Nirvana in chaos. Yeah. You know? Which is wild and is an awesome concept. It um, is. Yeah. That's why I like the slots so much more than I did before. It, it makes me think that like, they're somewhat conscious of the fact that they shouldn't be physical. Yeah. You know, and that like all of their actions and all of their like uh, cultural trend, if you will, is to get back to being like non-corporeal, you know? I don't really know too much about the rest of the slot, to be perfectly honest with you. I kind of went yeah. down the rabbit hole with the first five <laughs> or From six what I or hear, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, the five are, you know, it's just like after death slot, you go you get more epiphanies and more steeping and like you basically just you you keep transforming but the cool thing about white and black and black slot is it said that they are so filled with negative energy that like touching something can like dissolve their their matter wow yeah, that's, like that's truly chaotic or anything like that, but like like the plane of chaos, like it would just rearrange itself into something else or change disperse. your physical matter into mm -hmm. non-physical matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jeez, that's be... that is chaotic. Yeah, it's just I feel like because 
you know, in fantasy, especially like when you are around, especially strong beings, can you guys imagine the aura that that thing would give off? Like being around it, you would feel like sick. I would assume. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like really absolutely sick. nauseous. Ugh. And then, um, there's two, like, Two like lords of of the slot. I don't know if you guys heard anything about that. Oh, uh, the Lord of Chaos, or there's like there's like the the slot of insanity yeah. and the like the slot of death or something like that. Yeah, and uh, they look pretty cool. They I'm are very cool. And they are fucking rad. And there's fifth edition stat blocks for them. So go look them yes. up and use them in your campaigns because they're very yes. very cool destroy your party with a late level like fuck you mission well let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit how the hell okay. are you going to run into a slot at all i mean in honestly, fifth edition like, if you were to run into a slot that wasn't blue or red uh which i don't know i'd say the most likely thing you're going to run into is a green slot in yeah that has polymorphed himself and has traversed the planes but yeah. even then, you would figure it out eventually, right? They're so chaotic. Like, well, would you though? Like, it really depends on where you are. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there are, I feel like, especially in D anD D, there are certain settings where a, a very chaotic character who you cannot figure out and might be dangerous, might be the safest place to be. I don't know. Yeah, you you might be like, yeah, that guy kind of fits in here. Yeah, you know? that's true. I do have like a store in my campaign that's basically chaos yeah <laughs> and like the, yeah see now i'm the, now i'm the, starting to think <laughs> that guy's a slot you know what i mean who knows um surprised but, that we haven't encountered them in our camp either of the campaigns before well, well if you're I, can, go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say they they it seems like they are extremely rare for the fact that like where they come from but also because everyone wants to kill them yeah because if they don't kill him right away, there's going to be uh, hundreds and hundreds. It's like it's like a cockroach, right? If you see one, there's a hundred. If you see a hundred, yeah. it's game over. Yeah, plus <laughs> they, they basically like have zombie virus, so anything yeah. that they touch will kill will like turn into them and i mean yeah it takes some time but damn dude good luck finding out <laughs> yeah, right but and like when they're on their home turf uh they're going to like capture those people and put them in camps yeah so yep which is you know crazy to think that the red and the blue would even do that just because of like their their nature being so just like chaotic like that they would even yeah it does seem almost like a lawful act at that point yeah because like honestly they're dangerous but they aren't directly killing things i mean no not i mean i'm sure they would it's if it's life or death but like their goal not to, though. yeah their goal is to try and damage as many things as possible without killing them because they can't yeah. you can't reproduce uh without a living host so for both those things you need you would need a living one um yep which uh makes them even more scary and but yeah i'm just trying to figure out like i know that there's ways to shift planes uh there's yeah. there's campaigns that will take you to i'm pretty sure the green ones and up can can all shift planes yes i think uh i think there's been a bit of a change um from second edition to fifth edition obviously but i know that um one of the biggest nerfs that the slot got specifically like the death slot 
uh, gray slot and green slot, uh, were that they used to be able to like portal gate uh, lower ranked slots into battle. Um, Yo, that's cool. Yeah, which would be so fun, but it's not on their stat block in fifth edition. So, uh, did you guys, I was, uh, <laughs> I did you guys sure. hear about their control gems? No. Okay, so gems in their brain. Yeah. Yeah. So that that machine that Primus put on on Limbo became something else called the Spawn Stone, and it is basically like that manifestation of chaos that we were talking about. And when it created the slot, it's it's like embedded a piece of it inside their brains in the very deepest recesses and um they say that you can as a player roll a 20 medicine check or uh do some magic shit if you have like the right to the right spells uh to get that out of a slot and then you'd be able to control them what Mm -hmm. that's fucking wild yeah could you imagine if a lich did that uh, that was actually a specific thing that yeah. people were talking about. Is oh, that really? like, yeah, like an archlich that yeah. that would be a perfect like late story uh, bad guy would keep you busy as fuck avoiding. Hell yeah, plot, that is a, that plot line. I can just see spider webbing in my brain right now, of right? like of finding those clues to a fucking archlich who's taking control of a slod brain and has them reproduce puts yeah. his own artificial at that point you don't even their need fucking eldritch energy or necro energy no. you have slod dude and they're they're strong i mean yeah like i don't i should i usually have the stat blocks pulled up in front of me but they they aren't i mean i don't think the green and the or the red and the blue are are particularly uh crazy Although I've been looking at stat blocks to try and fight a party of six people at level 14 recently. Um, so yeah, there's everything course. looks weak. <laughs> That's how I feel when I like go to my bestiary. Because I'm like, I'm so much stronger when I'm not in a beast form. Yeah, I think it. I think like as I'm leveling you guys up a lot. A lot of the things in D and D are made for creatures, or are made for parties that are lower level, because like ninety percent of campaigns don't make it past level like eight. So that oh, makes okay. sense, but also, like I think a part of it is like eventually you have to be creative and throw away the, like if you have six people, party of fourteen, that you can throw that into a uh, encounter generator. And it's going to tell you, you need this, this, and this. And then they are going to mm-hmm. steamroll those things so yep. quickly. Uh, so yep. throw that away and yep. just make sure that like the CR rating isn't super dumb. And focus more on like their abilities and the terrain yep. more so and than... The... Yeah. So mess around with that. Yeah, Like when we were on so the yeah, holo deck, that was are... <laughs> They're still pretty good like mid-level... A encounter because they're yeah. AC 15 and they have 123 hit points you know <clears throat> yeah and I mean if you're not generally facing one of them right nope there's going to be a ton of they them. have a shit ton of resistances holy crap yep the fuck 
like I'm looking at the gray slot, 18 armor class, a minimum of 127 hit points. Wow. Resistance to acid, cold, fire, lightning, and thunder. So mm -hmm. it's crazy for something to be resistant to cold and fire, which is yeah, strange. that's yeah. But they're chaos. Yeah, you know, chaotic. They have telepathy, slot, blind sight, dark vision, a 17 passive perception. So you're not really sneaking around them. And this isn't even nope. the final form of them. Like, no. And like, I mean, you could probably sneak around a, a blue or a red because yeah. the blue's passive perception is only 11. So that's not terrible. But yeah, I mean, enough of those. Like you get a den of blue and reds, you know, like. And you throw in uh, like uh, a gray in yeah, there they're usually commanding them give them back their portal powers from second edition and then they fucking yeah. pop up you know six greens 10 reds 10 blues like that's a serious encounter and then each of those uh each of those slots could as as an action summon even more until their army is completely wherever you are yeah that's scary right Spe like, especially uh... if an arch lich is controlling them Right, because blue and reds have multi-attack. Green, do they? Do greens and grays have multi-attack as well? Uh, the gray has multi-attack, so I'm assuming the green does. And those are spellcasters. Yeah. They're screwed. Like yeah. you have, you have your your soldiers doing multi-attacks to try to like basically Infecting. grow their numbers in battle. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have greens who are just like, "Fuck you guys! I'm gonna spellcast the shit out of you." And they love fighting. They're not going to shy yeah. away from a fight. Nope, they enjoy it a lot. Scary. Scary, scary, scary. Then the only the only things that they will kill on site are those things from the Plane of Order. Do you know what those are called? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember exactly. They're like the natural enemy of the Slod, and the Slod don't fuck around. They just kill them. They don't, they don't try to convert them or anything. That's another thing, like you were talking about how there's certain things that they do that seem almost too not chaotic enough. Yeah, not chaotic enough so yeah. that they have that. Mm -hmm. Well, like chaos is, is kind of a... <laughs> the the concept of chaos is, is a bit of a... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, something that can't be... A uh, paradox? A paradox. The mm -hmm. entire like concept of displaying chaos is uh, a paradox because you shouldn't have something necessarily that should be chaotic. But if you're saying anything is a, a law of this is what chaos should be, it also shouldn't be that. So yep. it's it's all one huge paradox. So, I, I mean, yeah. they're working within the boundaries of it for sure. But also the just the fact that like the plane of chaos, limbo even exists, is also, you know, a paradox. <laughs> yep. Because it, exactly. it, it both needs to be there and shouldn't be there. Yep. Which is yep. wild. <laughs> the and whole thing. Cool like, I, I hear that it, it protects or is like the gateway between the more like primordial planes, okay. which is pretty cool. I mean, it makes sense, especially for uh, the slot to be the only natural inhabitants of it because they are mm -hmm. pri primordial. Yep. And I think this is probably the first primordial creature that we've discussed. I think I so. I think, which is... A whole different thing and we've already gone down the nerdy we've we've done so much nerdy conceptualizing in this episode so we mm -hmm. won't get into that whole thing um 
but it, it will just say it's super tracks for the slot being like something that truly wants to be nothing but chaos to yep. be like the gatekeepers of the primordial realms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. I didn't even Me know too. that. It's very fitting. It is. Okay. Um, well, I think I feel something weird in my chest. I oh, did no. get bit by this frog a couple weeks ago. Oh, shit. They're scratched. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, actually, it did scratch me. Now that I think of it, that frog was taller than me and bright, uh, bright blue. Um, I'll be right back. I'm going to go check this out. Hey guys, welcome back to another middle of the episode. If you have been listening to every every episode on the week that it comes out, first of all, thank you. Second of all, sorry about the delay. That's my bad. We had a, a brief vacation and uh, we just didn't get the editing done quite quick enough. That's all on me. So uh, I apologize. Uh, we'll make it up to you somehow. And uh, as always, we want to give a huge shout out to at Mizzencake on Instagram for our amazing cover art. And if you saw that cover art on a sticker somewhere with a QR code, that's another shout out for at Olava's Cryptid Crafts. All right, that's pretty much all I got for you. Make sure you tell everyone you know about our podcast. Like, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do on whatever platform or pod listener thing that you are listening to this on. Thanks again. Uh, we will uh, be right back next week, I promise this time, uh, with another episode and another morning with another monster. I will let you guys jump back in to the chaotic realm of limbo and i'll see you next week bye all right well i'm back um best case scenario was that burrito i had at that sketchy uh mexican restaurant earlier today uh best or worst case scenario i got uh not very long to at least become a level three spellcaster so that i can yeah. become a green slot so, yeah, you need to learn some spells ASAP. Yeah, so if anyone can help me out with that, make sure you uh, hit me up with some YouTube links in uh, our email or wherever you reach us at. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, we're back. Uh, so we've uh, reworked our prompt questions a little bit. You know, we've got to keep it fresh, keep it moving, you know. Um, so we've kept some of the, the well, we've kept one. We kept one that we like a little bit more. Um, Here we go. So, first questions, uh, question, uh, the slod. Would would you try to become their friend, or would you try to fight them if you ran into them? And how would you do so? It wouldn't be your friend. It wouldn't let you be its friend. But that doesn't mean you can't still try. Just because something doesn't want to be your friend doesn't mean it will never be your friend. I mean, there's things in D&D, right? Yeah, I think that it really depends on what that slot is doing, you know? Because, like, outside of its inherent goal to, like, make more, uh, it also has a very big goal that is inherent but also conscious, and it is to bring more chaos to wherever it is. And that can look like anything, literally, but it might not look like many things at once for a singular slot. It could be 
that that slot has a very specific way about going and bringing chaos to the realms. Yep. And that you could easily get in on that train and help him or it or whatever they identify as in probably neither. Right. In spewing more chaos with it. And I feel like so long as you served a purpose to it, they would they would let you live, which is best case scenario. I mean, friendship, like Melina says, I don't think is actually a probably ability, you know, uh, but I do think that they could have you around for common goals. Sure. You could benefit. They could benefit, you know, let me float something. Uh <laughs> I want to be friends with a slod. Okay. I think there's a very, very specific and small way, like time frame, where you could do that. Um, I think if I was some kind of like extremely powerful, like plane shifting magic user, I could potentially isolate a point in time where I could find a gray slod who is on his uh, vision trip or, you know, whatever. Um, and he is looking for enlightenment and maybe I could steer him down a different path. Uh, Cause like they, they ascend each level. They get smarter and, you know, more aware of their, you know, mortality, I would say. Um, right. I'm thinking, like, if I was a strong enough spellcaster, obviously the slot uh, respect powerful spellcasters. Maybe yep. I could, like, be like, hey, if you cannot do the whole, like, murder everyone for reproductive sake, you could join me in my realm of existence and maybe, like, learn magic that way and we'll work together and you'll become the first golden slot. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about the golden <laughs> slot, <laughs> or something like that. So I think that would be my way of attempting to do so. Again, I would have to learn magic. So hit me with those links, yo. Other than that, though, I'm fighting it. I'm gonna fight them. I'm gonna kill them. Yeah, great. They're they're yep. parasitic, and I wouldn't I wouldn't specifically hopefully end up on the plane of limbo. So if I saw one, they are an invading force. So yeah. That's uh, true. Yeah, and I how would I do that? Well, I don't know. Um mm. what what would be the best defense against it? Maybe you, you know, I don't like killing things uh which you guys both are probably like sighing at seeing like me as a DM. right now. Yeah. But like <laughs> me as a person, I don't like killing things. So maybe if I maybe I would just cast banishment on them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Maybe that would be my, my go-to move, is just banish all of them, if I could. Or maybe if Dude, I knew they were I, coming, the thing, scrolls right? of banishment. If, if you banish them, they can get back, bro. Yeah, that's true. And the more that you banish, like the more that your name is out there in the fucking chaos lands being spewed out by horrible creatures. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I guess I would try banishing them first and giving them a chance, you know, and then if they come yeah. back or, you know, I am aware that they are doing even worse things in other planes, um, yeah. then I would fireball them or nope, I wouldn't do that because they're resistant. Um, nope. I don't know. I, I guess I would. Uh, apparently, I'm a spellcaster in this uh, 
yeah, you'd the have to scenario. Be. So I would get, uh, you know, I would go to a tavern and and try and get a group of adventurers to to help me uh, with a secret mission and wear a cloak and stand in the corner. All right, uh, what about you guys? I feel like I would use some sort of like magical cage, you know, containment. And- and then let my physical characters just kind of like fuck it up through the cage. I'm assuming that I know they're not resistant to like bludgeoning and like, you know, no. stuff like that. But are they they have to be magic, like magic damage? I don't I don't think so. Maybe just no, the death, I don't think death it need, like I don't necessarily think they have like physical damage resistance. So it doesn't need to be like I mean, it's just they don't wear armor or anything. I'm assuming uh, they can. And second really? edition, there's lots of depictions of them wearing armor. That is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they can definitely use weapons. I know that. Oh, that's worse. Like, a gray slot has a uh, multi-attack, and one of the attacks is a uh, long sword. Oh, no. No. Nope. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> have to be a spellcaster who could, like, deter. Yeah. So you're, Pretty... like, a uh, sorcerer. Yeah, 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 for sure. It would be a nice wheelhouse of spells to like keep something from moving closer to my party because I don't want them to get scratched, you know? Here, Here's the other class, or Melina, if you have a... You can go. I don't want to steal all the thunder. I would... Go with your old, your old bread and butter. Yeah, I mean... What's my bread and butter? Moonbeam, baby! Moonbeam! Oh. No, I would, um, I would, I would, uh, polymorph into, oh, no, I couldn't do that, because they're way, they're way higher of a challenge rating. Well, you, if you had, we're talking about level 20, I mean, I was, yeah, you'd have to be, we're talking about, you can do whatever you want, just like, they're, how would you deal with them if you had the power to deal with them however you want? I would polymorph into one of them and then oh. become the strongest one and rule them all. Oh, okay. shit. Okay. So I was going to say, I think the best optimized class to defeat them would be a paladin, like Oath of Order realm, right? The opposite. Okay. I could see that. Like the Heavy opposite uh, alignment of... of uh, the realm of chaos so like someone who had sworn yeah had sworn fealty to whatever god resides in the the realm of order i think that would be the probably second second best uh class to deal with them um yeah that's all that's that's the best i i can come up with uh but infiltrating them as a slot is super smart like, if you become a green slot, you're automatically not having to deal with any of the reds and blues, which make up yep. 90% of their, you know, their group. The race usually. right yeah. now, yeah. Um, okay, so next question. Uh, if you were to homebrew this monster, what would you add or change to their stat blocks or just abilities? It doesn't have to be, like, super nitty-gritty, like, pick apart their I, AC and stuff, but... I would give death slots and higher uh a breath Ooh, yeah a i think chaos, a chaos breath a chaos breath what? would be sick as fuck. oh just change the matter of everything 
Well, I would say like um, it ignores any uh, resistance of like, you know, the, the fire, cold, lightning, all the shit that they have resistance to, you know. Um, it would ignore that, but it would also, you'd also have to take damage based on um, the wild magic table. Ooh, that's cool. Right? I feel like it would be fun. A chaos breath, yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I would say the only thing I would add or change is like in 5th edition, I would for sure give them back their power to portal in yeah. their slots. Um, yeah. I would also do that where like they could portal in more slots that could also portal in more slots so it would be like a trickle effect of just way too many slots to deal with and could potentially yeah. potentially become a tpk and like a hive infestation yeah and i would give it i would give it to death slots as like a legendary action um mm. uh, that they can use they can use that or like a once a day ability um and then give it to like gray slots as an action, but give them like uh, gray slots and green slots can only bring in specific like smaller amounts and then give right. them like some kind of a saving throw for the rest of the party to like give them an opportunity to stop them from doing that or there would be no way to beat that encounter. So that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, it would be really fun to just have to like, as, like if you're level like 18, that would be a super awesome encounter because if you're doing cleave damage, you're just slicing through yeah. like hundreds of slots, but then also like one round of attacks against a party with any with, with like fucking a hundred slots or more would just kill you every that's, round. Yeah, that's insane. It'd be a lot of fun. Watch. Yeah, I'm getting ideas, guys. Careful. I know this is terrifying. <laughs> Melina, anything you would add or change about this monster? I'd make a purple one. That's fair. Ooh. What would it do? I feel like it wouldn't be affected by like gravity. Oh, that's I that, like that. It is in the in limbo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'd also like to for sure play around with the um, what you were saying, where like the white and black slots can change the matter of things by touch. I think that's yeah. maybe not necessarily a uh stat block mechanic but maybe like a story driven like lot like scenes with that or like mm -hmm. like an overarching plot where things are mysteriously vanishing or like yeah, i was gonna say it could be like um you know a fantasy version of a black hole storyline yeah you know where like you you either like save the whole universe by like killing this thing or it disappears into it you know yep next up do we agree with their base alignment which is chaotic neutral oh so no they're not evil so i everyone that thinks they're evil they're not i don't agree with the base in fifth edition there it's both chaotic neutral and chaotic evil yeah interesting i would agree with chaotic evil for sure because they don't care to like run away from a fight. Their their like means of creating more involves like killing and eating bodies. Even like progressing through the ranks of higher but echelons. I think, I think it can come across as neutral because they are a creature from a society that 
is that way because they're the only creatures there. So I can yeah. see that it's it's not evil in that sense because it's that's the only way. So like I I guess that's where you could make the argument for chaotic neutral just because there is no there is no other way. So like who's to say that it's evil in their society? Right. Yeah. I, I mean they could be chaotic good in their eyes, right? <laughs> That's true. I guess it would come down to do they have sex within themselves that don't practice this? You know what I mean? And if they do, then I guess chaotic evil would be more as the mass. But I doubt that they do. You know what I mean? I doubt I doubt that there's even one lone slot out there who's like the tinfoil hat. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, like, I just don't. I don't, that's less likely to happen than the so. Illithid yeah. Calhoun yeah. scenario. Or yeah. they probably have a stat block for something similar. Um, I don't know. I, I think, like, if these guys aren't chaotic neutral, what is? <laughs> like, I, there's phase yeah. stuff, but, like, they don't do anything for evil's sake or good sake, right? They, they only, the only reason they kill humanoids is because they, their their bestial nature tells them they have to to continue their reproductive you know, cycle like yeah the the shark precedent right <laughs> i think it applies to them too yeah yeah but i am holding out for a chaotic good golden slot um i mean i did hear a tale about one yeah i after I said it, I was like, oh, wait, that's already a thing somewhere. Yeah, he's like, he basically lives in a golden castle in Limbo and protects Limbo from outside forces. Hmm. Hmm. The, uh, yeah. the, slaughter, the slaughter fucking crazy. Also, the yeah, castles right. that are maintained in Limbo also change in form and location constantly. So, like, it would be real hard to track that slot down. <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine like that one slot is like is is only doing what it's doing because no other slot is doing it? You know what I mean? And like like maybe that was his epiphany journey was like, yeah. oh shit, this has to be protected, but like no other slot is gonna do it, you know? That's crazy. All right. right. Um how would uh how would we like to see them used in media or gameplay? That's right, folks. That's the question we kept. I think it would be a fun, uh, like high level spell jammer, kind of like, um, you know, we're our party and we're level eighteen, but we also have like all these NPCs we've picked up and have like real good loyalty with, and like, it's the fate of like not just our world, but like many, you know, like you've seen them across the multiverse as you've traveled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, like a a nice overarch story that basically involves something that either is dissolving the universe or they're just just everywhere and yeah. there's more and more grays being able to portal in more and more blue and reds and it's just something that we have to stop or you know there won't yeah. be us yep i like that a lot um and i think it it does lead it lend itself to the spell jammers uh yeah i it does feel like quite a bit of like a D outer space kind of creature as far as like where the setting would be super alien for sure and literally alien because of the parasitic yeah thing that that pops out of the chest (laughs) 
Yeah. How about you, Melina? I don't know. It'd definitely be cool to see something go down in limbo, though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I much like, visuals alone would be amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Be a cool movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to make. It'd be very expensive. The CGI of like changing entire continents matter. Yep. Shit like that would be wild. Wild, wild, wild. Have you seen The Magicians? Yeah. Uh, no. So, like, I'm looking at this limbo map that they have in the Forgotten Realms wiki. Mm-hmm. And Is it moving constantly? <laughs> no, but it's like got the, you know, like yeah. the swirl lines, like it is moving. Um, but I don't know why, like the, it just kind of, when I think of a representation of like limbo, I think of the representation of like the castle or the school or whatever the fuck it is when they like show the both sides of it. It's like a whole thing. I don't. I guess I don't know where I'm going with this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I I get it. I think mine would kind of be a, a combination of the two. I think we need, I think we desperately need an updated uh, campaign setting that moves through Limbo, like an actual, like entire book of it, you know, <laughs> whatever the adventure right. might be. Um, my idea for it would be, it's hard to do like that in the early game so maybe like start a campaign in the mid level or something like that where essentially you're seeing slots pop up in in your uh overworld realm whatever it is and then you are tasked with taking care of it and then like from the very beginning of the campaign all you hear is how evil the slot are and how all they want to do is kill and take over everything and then as like you progress through it, you see more hints that like, yeah, they are fucked up, but are they evil? Like making that a choice because I love doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, you want to kill them, but then you realize like they maybe you come across one that's like meditating and is trying to, you know, force an epiphany. And then you question him and it changes like the the plot a little bit. And then the more and more you do it, you realize like they were wronged as a creature and they are a tragic creature because they were forced into existence when their nature at its core uh, shouldn't have, you know, form. And maybe the, the campaign switches halfway through uh, or, you know, it's D and D so maybe it doesn't and you just kill them all. But um, like uh, maybe it it could have two endpoints where you, side with the slot and figure out how to not just kill them, but release them from their mortal bonds um, by like traveling the multiverse and the meeting the, the God of uh, insanity or the, you know, yeah. go look him up guys. <laughs> we can't get into him, but he's really cool. He's basically the grim reaper of, of slots. Um, oh, he's nasty. Rides a skeletal bronze dragon with a wrong alignment. Really cool stuff. So yeah, I think there's so much, so much meat on the bones of that story yeah. of like, you know, interplanar travel and like finding someone like going further and finding the one, one of the 12 death slots that exists and why they're figuring yeah. out why there's only 12 
figuring out like i think i think there's so many mysteries about the slot that there's no writings for and that's my favorite piece to work like that's my gray area i like to work yeah. in is like well, coming I mean, up the with chaotic the... nature lends itself to be very gray area across the moral board because you can choose as a dm to design a storyline that is fit to question things or to railroad them into wiping out a race it, i yeah. mean it can be fun and and murdery or it can really be deep and like quizzical and you know i i agree with you on that we should be looking at the fact that they were forced into existence you know it would be it would be fun to watch the journey of the characters personality and like see growth in that way but also you get the physical side of the travel through all of the planes and you end yeah. up in limbo hopefully you know i mean that's yep. that's beautiful i think that would be really really cool and i just imagine like at the end of it the gods themselves are fighting between order and chaos and you have to pick a side or not pick a side and yeah. just like have have a really cool ending that way how would it end i don't know you get to decide um, but I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's the best part about D&D is like you can write all these giant grand uh buildings in your head and then one barbarian with a fucking sledgehammer comes in and just knocks it all down. Mhm. <laughs> yep. Or a monk with fucking 20 D, uh AC. <laughs> a monk with 20 AC or, you know, an entire ancient civilization nestled away in the mountaintops with lots of history and lore and ruins and let's fat let's <laughs> let's speed run it why not well, i i got what i needed and we have a new tap at the fucking guild house i'm uh, cool with that i'm not mad about it i knew it was gonna happen i'm so happy now we have two different beers and one my character can actually stomach yeah 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 well that hey um, i think i see something coming out of your chest do you uh, it might be the burrito, but I'm going to go get it looked at my local, uh, I don't know. I was going to say doctor, but maybe. Maybe an apothecary would be maybe better. Maybe an apothecary. Maybe yeah. a, a witch. I know one. You know yeah, one. Look, up your, look up the local coven. I can get you some numbers. The local coven. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I can get in touch with them. I don't know what I have to sacrifice to do so, but I'm going to go look it up. Uh, I think that will do it for this week. Oh, yeah, that's starting to hurt a little bit. Uh, okay, uh, we'll see you next week on Mornings with Monsters. Uh, I'm Dylan. I'm Alex. I'm Melina. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.